0: What a phenomenal thing it would be to have some 700 years before the time of Jesus, upon hearing a prophecy by Israel's principal prophet of the time, Isaiah, to a king, in fact a dubious king, Ahaz, that behold, a virgin will conceive and bear a son, and his name will be called Emmanuel. Welcome to MaryCast. This is Dr. Mark Miravalli, Professor of Theology and Mariology at the Franciscan University of Steubenville. And we're talking about Mary in the Old Testament. In our last segment, we talked about uh, the Genesis 3:15 prophecy, what, what was known as the Great Prophecy, that, uh, that there would be an enmity between the woman and the serpent and between their respective seeds. the the seed of the woman is is Jesus Christ. So the woman must be Mary, ultimately must be Mary. And we also know from Scripture that nowhere in Scripture does it support that Eve had a seed of victory. Uh, Quite the contrary. She had uh, uh, Cain. Uh, uh, Zirach uh, 25 talks about how we lost everything through a woman and got death through her. So there's nothing very nice said about Eve But there are many, many things said most profoundly about Mary. So the woman of Genesis 3.15, in a prophecy about the future, has to refer to Mary uh, because the seed is Jesus and indeed it cannot be Eve. Now we go to the next principal Old Testament prophecy regarding the mother of Jesus. And this is Isaiah 7.14. What's the context? You always, when you're looking at these scriptural passages, you always have to look at the context. Um, you know, we know that even Satan quotes Scripture against Jesus in the temptation in the desert for 40 days. So if, if if Scripture can be so misused that even Satan can misuse it when it's taken out of context, we always have to make sure we're, we're examining Scripture within the proper context. And that's the context That we have from the family from which the scripture comes. The covenant, the Old Testament, the patriarchs, and then leading on into the church. So Isaiah 7.14 has this context surrounding it. You have the prophet Isaiah who's actually asking King Ahaz to request a sign. And Ahaz is saying, I will not request a sign. Now, at first glance, it might seem like Ahaz is virtuous because he's saying, no, I don't need signs, I I don't want to tempt God. But, uh, in fact, the context gives the opposite. God wants Ahaz to ask a sign of the prophet Isaiah because Ahaz is trying to solve things humanly, politically, uh, by having um, agreements, contracts, with those who are about to uh, be close to invading him and those he thinks are going to protect him in in that region. Uh, So the opposite is necessary. You don't need a human political response here. You need heavenly wisdom. So, in fact, Isaiah, by the command of God, is is asking, he has to ask a sign. Ask for a sign. But he won't. So finally, Isaiah, under the inspiration of the Spirit, says, well, I will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and you shall call him Emmanuel." Because he will save his people from their sins. Now, this is an extraordinary prophecy, once again, 700 years before Jesus. And going back to St. Jerome, what we talked about in earlier programs, there's an immediate reference of this prophecy about the, the difficult times that Ahaz and uh, the, the Lion of David will have there, but at the same time that the Jewish people will have, but at the same time, the ultimate fulfillment is that. The line of David will struggle until, until a virgin will conceive and bear a son. Now, let's go to the text of Isaiah and, and look at that word. The word virgin, in the Hebrew, it's Alma. And Alma means virgin or maiden. And in every use in the Old Testament, in the Hebrew Old Testament, that word is virginal in context, in connotation. In the Greek, that word virgin is parthenos. And parthenos means exclusively virgin. And if that wasn't enough for us, we know that in the New Testament, in Matthew 1, that in fact Matthew tells us that Mary's yes to the archangel Gabriel, Mary's yes of a virgin conceiving and bearing a son, that that in fact is the fulfillment of the great prophecy of Isaiah 7.14. So my friends, for for Bible-believing Christians, there's no question that this is the great sign. Uh, For any who think that uh, maybe this is an exaggerated prophecy, or maybe it referred to something else, keep in mind, what kind of prophecy could it have been if Isaiah said, Behold Ahaz, a young married woman will conceive and bear a son. Uh, There's no great sign value in that, right? That happens every day. This was a powerful, historical, monumental prophecy that in light of man's mistakes, his errors, his breaking of covenant, his effort to make human or political band-aids to situations that really demand God's help, that God will answer with His divine Son, and to guarantee that it's His divine Son, He will be born, conceived and born of a virgin. Now, we notice in Isaiah that two verbs are used. That a virgin will conceive and a virgin will bear. And we're going to see that this is going to have a powerful effect on understanding the virginity of Mary. Not only did Mary conceive virginly, but she also gave birth virginly. What the fathers of the church would call her virginitas intactu That her physical virginity was protected through a miracle of God, so that she could be the perfect virgin of virgins. Uh, Only one woman, remember, my friends, only one woman was called to be perfect mother and perfect virgin, and it was Mary. And this is prophesied 700 years early. So, indeed, she is the virgin mother of Isaiah because Jesus, and only Jesus, can be the Emmanuel. What about the context of this in terms of uh, Genesis 3.15, what we've talked about before, and with an upcoming prophecy, uh, Micah 5.2.3. Well, notice that in the Genesis 3.15 prophecy, there's no reference of the man. There's no re- reference of, of e of Adam directly. It's, it's just the woman. That's, that's what takes place. The same is true in Isaiah 7.14. It's a virgin shall conceive and bear a son. Well, this is very odd for Jewish genealogy. You don't mention a woman unless you mention the male line and uh, the the genealogy from which he comes. So to introduce scripturally a woman without any reference of man, that in itself is a virginal context. That in itself is a virginal theme. You have it in Genesis 3.15, you have it in Isaiah 7.14, and you have it in the third prophecy, the third great prophecy of Micah 5, 2-3. to Micah 5, 2-3 to is the reference of the, the, the Savior who will be born, the ruler of nations, who will be born in Bethlehem. Even this is rather remarkable that you would have a prophecy of Micah, who's somewhat of a contemporary of Isaiah, saying something like, Indeed, I'm going to tell you where he's going to be born. What's also very beautiful, my friends, is that the word Bethlehem means house of bread. That even from the beginning, the Eucharistic concept of who Jesus would be was revealed. He would come from the house of bread because He is the living bread. He's the bread of angels given to us. And He's, a, he's, he's the Eucharist who gets His body from this same woman, from Mary. Let me read to you the prophecy of Micah 5.2.3. The prophet says, quote, But you, O Bethlehem, Ephrathah, are a little one, among the thousands of Judah, from you shall come forth for me one who is to be ruler in Israel, and his going forth is from the beginning, from the days of eternity. Therefore he shall give them up until the time when she, who is in travail, shall bring forth, then the rest of his brethren shall return to Israel. Now, that's an amazing entry. All of a sudden, she. Well, who's the she? Well, the she is the woman of the Old Testament. It's the she of Genesis 3.15, it's the she of Isaiah 7.14, it's the she now of Micah 5.2.3, and this is a woman who will bring forth a child. Now there's reference of travail. Yes, there's a difficulty in the trip, but let's be sure there is not going to be difficulty when this virgin, this immaculate virgin, gives birth to the Redeemer, because that travail, that that labor pain, is a result of sin, and this woman has no effect has no input, has no uh, experience of that sin, this will be the great virgin mother, the great mother of the Messiah. Thanks. God bless you.